0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Lush Life No Labels. I'm Michelle.
1: And this is Alfredo, and we're really happy to have a special guest star on this episode, a longtime friend of us both. So everybody, say hello to Sarah. Hey,
2: everyone. I'm Sarah. I live out in Los Angeles, and I've known uh, Michelle and Alfredo since freshman year of college so about 10 years ago which is crazy and I'm excited to be on the podcast today yes thank you so yes, much thank for you for us. joining yeah thank you guys so how
1: about Sarah we would like you to have the honor of starting the podcast off with the story of the week I think you have something pretty interesting to tell us
2: so my story of the week has to do a little bit with harassment standing up for yourself and just self-image as a whole I Working a job and we have a security guard at the front desk. And every morning coming into work, see the security guard, he an older gentleman. At first, pretty nice guy, thought nothing of him. And then as the weeks would go by, he would always make little comments on my appearance. First, he would say, Oh, you're so beautiful. I love your hair. Are you married? He would always comment on what I was wearing and then he started commenting a lot on my body he would say wow you look so good you look so fit do you work out and I'm a girl who works out a lot and so it's nice just to feel like someone noticed it but at the same time anytime you're just trying to go into work and do your job it's annoying to have a man constantly making comments about your appearance Overall, his comments just made me uncomfortable, but but I wouldn't return the energy from his compliments I kind of ignore him a little bit. Maybe say thank you really fast and like run to my desk because I didn't want to engage with him because I thought he was kind of creepy. After giving me so many compliments on how I looked, he eventually was just, are you still going to the gym? Because now it looks like you're getting kind of thick. And I was shocked and highly offended because one, I was still doing the same workout routine. I thought I still looked the same. I didn't really notice any difference in my appearance. But I guess because he said something negative all of a sudden, it caught my attention. And it bothered me a little bit. Because I feel like just as humans, our brains like magnify the negative and discount the positive. Before when I was brushing off all his positive things, all of a sudden he said something negative. I'm highly offended. I'm a very non-confrontational person. So It took a lot for me to work up the courage to do it. Finally, I was like, I have to confront him because I'm sick of it. Went up to him and I was like, you should never make comments on a woman's appearance. Don't ever say anything about my body again. And he just looked very shocked, but he was like, okay, fine. And then after that, he didn't really say anything to me. And it felt so freeing to be able to just walk into work and not be harassed. And I'm sure the reason he even said anything negative was because he wanted to take my power away from me because I wasn't giving him the attention that he wanted but it just taught me a lot about what I should pay attention to in terms of what other people say about me and then also just how to tell guys who are harassing you to shut the fuck up so that's my start of the week. I'm glad Thank I found this place and don't let people tell you that you don't look good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think that that was a good story because it's a really good segue into what we would like to talk about in this podcast. Our topic is self-image, self-esteem, and particularly body image.
0: Let's jump into self-image.
1: Do you want to give us your definition of self-image?
0: Yes. According to the dictionary, self-image is the personal view or mental picture that we have of ourselves.
1: Do you agree with that definition?
0: I do agree with that. It's how we see our bodies, how we see who we are, what makes us feel good about ourselves, despite what others may say about us.
1: You say despite. Do you think it also has to do with we see ourselves based on what society tells us we should look like and how much we approach or get close to that ideal of what we should be of course i think this is a very nuanced topic because we obviously perceive ourselves a certain way but you can't ignore how much the way society kind of has its influence on us and as we're growing up since we're children we're taught to strive to achieve certain standards or certain goals or to be a certain way or look a certain way or act a certain way. And that all comes into play in how we see ourselves.
0: Exactly. And another thing to think about too is how has that changed as we've gotten older? Has our style changed? Has our view of ourselves and our confidence changed in different ways? Sarah, what do you think?
2: This conversation kind of reminds me of this TikTok. I was watching recently about the pressure society puts on you to look a certain way and how it distorts your view of time and robs you of your time because so much pressure on us as people to become our ideal selves. Society says beautiful is straight teeth. Society might say beautiful is you 10 pounds lighter. There's all these aesthetic goals that people have. Maybe I'll be complete when I have reached my aesthetic goals and have all the muscles that I want at the gym. And you're constantly on this journey to your ideal self. And maybe it takes a lot of time and money to achieve that. But at the same time, society discounts you in terms of your appearance and you as a person as you get older. So say you're 35 and you finally lost the weight, you finally got your teeth fixed, you look the way that you want to look. Now, since you're older age, society says, oh, your ideal self and the self that was acceptable and your best self was actually when you were 25. So now there's this race to try to look younger and preserve your youth. But at the end of the day, this pursuit of looking a certain way just waste your time in the present because you're never going to actually preserve your appearance or your youth or your beauty it's like what is really worthwhile to focus on it's something that i've been thinking about a lot
1: that's so- really an interesting tiktok to bring up and i find it super relatable because that's a question i've asked myself too because funny enough sarah and i have been going to the gym together since we were in college since we were 18. We went to the university gym, and it's always been a part of our lives. And for me, I go to the gym a lot. And I ask myself that too, what is my goal? And will I ever actually reach it? I'm striving for something. But when do I say to myself, you know, I'm actually really happy with where I am. I'm good.
2: Yeah, I think it's a journey, especially if you're a perfectionist, and you're always you're a really driven, disciplined person. It's it's really easy just to get caught in the trap of always trying to push me better. But when do you actually accept yourself? I think that, Alfredo, when you and I were always going to the gym... I I feel like I had such a negative self image. It was a time in my life where I got so much positive affirmation for others because maybe I was thinner, looked a certain way, but I was at my lowest point because I was always trying to lose weight and be thinner because I think the school that we were at in particular, thinness was valued a lot in growing up that was not it for me at all. No one ever commented on my weight growing up. People only ever said I was smart. It wasn't until I got college that anyone ever said anything about the way I looked on the outside. It was a culture shock for me to come to university because that's the first time I ever was confronted with people who really focused, hyper-focused on thinness. I was always just trying to be as thin as possible. And it was really toxic until the year after I graduated. I just struggled so much with my relationship with food. My relationship with the scale—I was obsessed, and it affected every aspect of my life. Getting into like binge eating, things like that—it was not good. One way I kind of healed my relationship with my body and found out what good enough actually was was doing what I was most afraid of. So, because I was so afraid of gaining weight, because I'm sure if you guys have experienced it, but if you have ever been bigger and you lose weight, sometimes people be like, "Oh my god, you look so much better." It's like a fuck you to your old self. It's like, if I ever get back to that weight, oh, I know what you're thinking of me. And so I was so afraid to get to the point where everyone was so glad that you've lost weight and now you're not that anymore. And it was just shocking to see what people thought of me when I was just mind my business and not focusing on my weight at all. It's
1: something I've thought about too, because like you, I've struggled to have a healthy relationship with food and my weight. And it was really something that, I think really in the past couple of years, I've grown to feel like, oh, you know, food is actually something that's good for me. It nourishes me. I'm doing my body good in eating this food. And I I eat really healthy. But regardless, I was just having this conversation yesterday on a similar topic where people will praise you if you get more muscular, if you get skinnier, depending if you're a girl or a guy or whatever, people give you all these positive comments because it's in their heads. It's like, oh, you're being healthy. You look healthy, but they don't know maybe all of the really unhealthy mental habits that have come along with that because you might have a horrible relationship with food.
0: I struggled with this same issue and I received a lot of comments from people around how I look And receiving those negative comments when those people had no idea what I was going through at the time was a lot to take in. And then when I bettered my relationship with food, how those comments changed, it is very shocking, as you said before. But it can
1: be sort of counterintuitive because, for example, I used to be the kind of person to weigh everything that I ate, count every protein, every carb, every gram of carbs, every gram of fat. (laughs) And that can be really obsessive and unhealthy. And it's not really a healthy way of living or nourishing yourself. But then at the same time, everyone is giving you compliments like good. So they're almost sort of encouraging you to just keep going with that toxic, unhealthy behavior.
0: We've given a few examples of negative situations around our body image, but we can all agree that, at least for us, as we've gotten older, we have developed more positive body image for ourselves. Would you guys say that?
2: Yeah, I'd say I it. agree for sure. Yeah, and it was a long journey, <laughs> but it definitely <laughs> evolved. I, I could speak to that if that's it you're getting up, Michelle. Yeah. Okay, so like going into like, my really restrictive eating habits. I was eating nothing, counting everything I ate, and then working out five times a week. And it was such a stressful thing on my body. And then I became vegan. Being vegan, I ate a little bit more. I remember that. I gained weight when I became a vegan. It was the pandemic that I feel like really healed my relationship with food and exercise and body image because I did not work out. And I, did, I ate whatever I wanted. And that was insane for me. And I didn't weigh myself. But when I was gaining the weight, I never noticed it. Because I felt like I still had the same body shape. I still thought I looked like myself. Now looking back at pictures, I, I could see it a little bit. But letting myself gain weight, letting myself eat whatever I wanted, I realized that I still look good. I still am valid. I still love myself. It was the idea of thinness and other people's approval that I was chasing. It doesn't mean that I don't look good at any size. It doesn't mean that I'm not a good person being bigger. Basically confronting the fear of what happens if I gain the weight back healed my relationship. Once I started getting on the like that higher end of that 30 pounds then that's when I started to feel like shit and that is when I wanted to change my life around but when I changed my lifestyle around and started to become more active and eat healthier I did it in what can I consistently do for the rest of my life instead of how can I go hard five days a week every week so I was like let me just go walk let me just do like a little easy Pilates workout let me just try to like, eat one salad a day. It was like, a really gentle, positive approach to food. And I did want to lose weight because I didn't feel good. I felt really heavy. And like, I, my clothes weren't fitting anymore. I remember I tried on the skirt at Zara and it split down the middle. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, shit. In the
0: middle of the store?
1: <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> I was like, I I've had that, that happen. I've, I've <laughs> done that
1: with I've had that happen to me and Zara too. But I didn't say anything. And I didn't pay
0: i've never tried on zara clothes is this a thing should i expect this if i ever go because
2: <laughs> i didn't realize how much well I made if it you
1: try to put on clothes that don't fit you that are not your size
2: <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was still like a smaller size and it was not so it was a humbling experience <laughs>
1: but I'm dead because that's happened to me too I have that happened with my friends in Madrid and I was like oh my god do I say something I ripped the jeans they were too small I tried to force it and she was just like no don't worry about it
2: yeah so I lost the weight I gained during COVID and back to the way I looked probably like in high school or whatever not like when I was super thin but I did it in a very, like, healthy, sustainable way. Like, I could eat and work out like this for the rest of my life. What makes me most proud in this moment is discipline. I can have, like, the discipline to do something consistently every week, and that's what makes me feel proud, not how I look. Exactly. It's interesting.
1: I've thought about that, too, because it, it really goes to the question of what is motivating you to do all these things? Is it really for you or for other people? But I think that there is something really positive and empowering about working out, taking care of yourself, being healthy, obviously it can go to this extreme unhealthy end of the spectrum, but I think that you can feel empowered as well by taking care of yourself and making positive changes, and that's something I've kind of realized over the years. I work out a lot, and something that's kind of positive is you can see how you can make a change in your appearance by being disciplined, by being consistent, by following through with something and that can feel really good at the same time because you feel like you accomplished something
0: let's say you get to that point but you want to get your teeth done get some cosmetics get some invisalign that's also part of our body image and that goes more to enhancements so what do you think is an acceptable range of taking care of yourself
1: That's, that's a good question i don't feel personally attacked By that comment because michelle (laughs) and sarah know that i did invisalign recently i had some really it wasn't a
0: personal call-out but since you want to tell us your (laughs) business
1: (laughs) but it's definitely something i've thought about because what's the line between loving yourself wanting to look good taking care of yourself versus being narcissistic or doing things that aren't necessary because obviously You don't need to have perfectly straight teeth, perfectly white teeth, for example. But you might do it and it might make you feel good about yourself.
2: Yeah, it's hard. I think, like, the other hand, we talk about, like, weight and how people always comment on weight. But, like, I think people in general have always commented on my appearance in my adult life. It's always this idea of, wow, oh, my God, like you know, if you get dressed up, oh, you look so good, that sort of thing. That's another form of approval that's been, you know, constant. And I think that part of my fear around aging is, wow, everyone, they treat you better when you look a certain way. They like express so much approval. if They like the way you look. Like what happens if you're old now, your looks fade and they all do. Then how do people treat you? Then what do people say about you? I've read a lot of posts from older women, to, at a certain age, you become invisible, which is interesting in society, which I think is going to be a relief, but also maybe sad. I don't know. In terms of what's too much, I've tried to do things to maintain my youth. I get Botox. I've looked into getting fillers, but I'm a little afraid of that because people say things like fillers are a slippery slope. So I try to stay away from those cosmetic procedures that can be pretty addictive to people that are easy to get out of hand. Lip filler, I think, is one. You get half a syringe, you get really used to how you look, and then you want another syringe. Too much might be just when you lose sight of what you looked on the baseline and you're always just trying to improve on your already filled face or you already have... You get, by, you get by dysmorphia, almost. You don't know what you really look like. But I don't know where that line is. It's a fine line to cross. And so I think a lot of people don't know where it is. Have you heard of almond moms? No. 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 Oh, damn. I think I'm too much on TikTok. Basically, <laughs> <They say that laughs> almond moms are people... I don't know if you grew up with moms like this, but it's like that... What generation are our parents considered? They're not boomers, right?
1: Gen Gen X.
2: Gen X. So in Gen X, the '90s, a lot of people were obsessed with being thin. In like '80s, they're obsessed with being thin, and it's more likely that like our parents' generation will grow up with moms who eat nothing, heavily into diet culture. They might eat one almond a day, and that comes from this clip of Gigi Hadid's mother. She oh only, like, GG Gigi eat, like, an almond if she was super hungry. Wow. I know friends growing up, when moms like this, they wouldn't let them eat anything. They're, they themselves wouldn't eat much. I don't know. People make all these TikToks. But I saw someone else said that for millennials, anti-aging is, we're going to be, like, the anti-aging moms. To our almond moms, we're going to be like, oh, I need to put my retinol, get my Botox. Our generation in particular is really obsessed with anti-aging.
0: So how does anti-aging connect to body image, Alfredo?
1: I think it's the same obsession, this image-driven obsession. And I think anti-aging in particular is very driven by social media because, There's always been pressure in modern society. We've always been under pressure from mass advertising and whatever you saw in magazines and TV. But I think now with social media, you're literally bombarded nonstop with just images. And there's this renewed or intensified focus on your appearance. And people do care a lot about Uh, these different treatments. And I actually watched a documentary recently and I found it, it was about uh, plastic surgery. And they were talking about how it's becoming more normalized in society where I know so many people that get Botox. It's not not something that celebrities do or getting lip fillers was an extreme thing maybe 15 years ago, but now... It's normal, like it's it's accessible, it's affordable. Anybody can do it. And that's definitely a change, I think, with people our age.
2: Yeah, they said we're going to have filter moms. I was going
0: to say it's, it's because the prices of getting these cosmetics has gone down. So more and more people can afford to get them.
1: But do you think I that's the supply or a demand thing? Like it's both. Um, like the supply has gone out, but the demand has also shifted.
2: Man, looking at youth on the the front facing camera, that in Zoom, Zoom is what made me want to get invisible. Our ancestors weren't looking at themselves in a camera all day, but we are. Plastic surgeons saw an uptick in demand during the pandemic because of Zoom. You just don't know what you look like unless you're staring yourself talk for 45
1: minutes. (laughs) I can relate (laughs) to that.
0: (laughs) After talking about having more positive body image and having to deal with society's image of us or society telling us how to look or influencing us, how do you deal with people's comments about yourself as someone with more positive body image.
1: I think what Sarah said at the very beginning when she talked about receiving all these positive comments from the security guard, kind of she rubbed them off, but it didn't bother her. But that one time when he said something negative, that it did get to her. Because I think we naturally will focus on something negative before something positive. You you could get five compliments about your your appearance or yourself and that one negative thing will make you will will have you zooming in on that comment more than the five positive ones. I've been in situations like that. What I've tried to focus on more now, since I'm trying not to be so hyper focused on physical appearance, is how am I as a person beyond how I look? Like what is it about me that's good? What are the positive attributes about myself that don't have anything to do with this superficial
0: aspect? Exactly. I'm trying
1: to work on that too. And we're all very driven people here on the podcast and we can be perfectionists and I can be that way about my appearance. But I also try to think if I'm on this life project of self-improvement, what else can I improve about myself?
0: Sarah, do you have any ways uh, that you deal with people's comments about you
2: yeah i think one of the things is realizing that what people say about you even compliments has more to do with them for example my grandma someone who always will comment on my weight used to bother me and then she emailed me one day she's i'm on a diet for your wedding and i'm eating 1400 calories a day i was like oh she's conscious of her weight she's 85 and still counting calories no wonder she comments so much on my weight and compliments me when it's low and withholds praise if it's high, because that's what she's focusing on all day. So I'll just try to understand the lens that people are coming from. Anything people say about you has more to do with them, positive or negative. Given all the compliments, I've got it on the way I look and all the negative things I've gotten on the way I look. I just try consciously to not comment on other people's appearance. If I notice... People gained or lost weight, I would never say anything about it. And then, even if I wanted to comment on someone's build or the work they've been doing on their fitness, I would never say, Oh, wow, you've lost weight. I try to maybe give more compliments other than just the way that they look. Yeah. And I really appreciate when people give me compliments on things other than the way that I look. I'm going to try to come up with more just creative compliments. I love when someone says, Oh, I can tell that you work out instead of, oh, you look good, that sort of thing.
0: For me, when I became more body positive, I became my own champion so that no one's negative comments would impact me because who cares what they think? For me, I, I let go of those external pressures that I grew up feeling, getting comments from people all the time. For me, When I get dressed in the morning, I get dressed for me, not for anybody else. If someone compliments me, that's great. I take the compliment. I like compliments. But that wouldn't change my view of how I looked that day. And that's how I give myself grace to, even if someone said something negative, it does not impact what I thought of myself that day.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really potent... Note to end on because at the end of the day, we're the person that we have to be with twenty four seven, and that will always be with each other. So you have the power to you know either make yourself unhappy or be happy by not being too harsh on yourself.
0: And let me add one thing. Another thing that helped me with this was thinking in terms of fashion. If somebody's going to comment on the things that I'm wearing. They are not the ones, but unless they want to buy me my clothes, then they have nothing that they need to be saying if I'm yeah. not being inappropriate. So there you go.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the thing about looks is like, it's whatever makes you happy. Like, if you want to dress a certain way and that makes you feel happy and confident, who is someone to say that the way you dress is bad? I want to get as much lip filler as I want. Who's to say I can't? It's my body. I can do what I want with it. So I don't think that there is an unacceptable amount. I think people are just haters. Also, I think they need to mind their own business. You do you. I'll do me if that makes you. Yes. If yeah. I asked people for permission to do things I want with my appearance. I never actually live my life.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.
2: Sarah, thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you to our guest star.
2: Thank you, guys. It was fun chatting with you.